if something horrible happens to Steven or we decided or, you know, like I'm not, I'm not trying to kill Steven off. If, if for whatever reason, <laughs> Steven and I decided that we would no longer work together as a couple and then he got to go on and live his life somewhere else uh, being perfectly happy. Yeah. <laughs> when when Stephen mysteriously disappears. <laughs> when Stephen mysteriously disappears. Welcome to Fairy Tale Fix. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Abby. And this is the What the Fuck Fairy Tale Podcast, where we read each other classic <laughs> fairy tales that are bananas and then we fix them for a modern mm-hmm. audience. So and beer- for ourselves. <laughs> yes. Oh, mostly for ourselves, actually. Mostly for ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> it started off as a, for a modern audience, and it has become just to what we would find more entertaining. Yeah, whatever we're feeling on a particular week. But uh, a lot of people seem to like it, so <laughs> gonna we're keep here to bastardize your favorites. <laughs> Hell, fucking yes. <laughs> uh, how are you I'm, doing? Oh, I'm doing amazing. I like. I have. I've just had a day where. And it's it's so rare to experience this when you have ADHD, but I am I am just having an a brain go burr day where I I got so much done this morning. <laughs> I woke nice. up in the mood to actually clean, so I cleaned the entire downstairs of my house, like completely it. changed out my cat's two litter boxes. I mopped, <laughs> I dusted, I swept, I vacuumed. I did some dishes. I, like I have just had, like I paid bills. I've just had a very productive Damn. day. Okay. Yeah. So I'm doing great. Now I'm sitting here having a gin and tonic, talking to my best friend and about fairy tales. So I'm today's good for Abby. Wow. Fucking incredible Saturday. Um, yeah. I have done absolutely nothing. Love <laughs> <I> that too. <laughs> woke up. Um, Adam made me breakfast. And then I scrolled on TikTok for an hour. I guess I took a shower before this. So. Oh, nice. Nice, nice, <laughs> nice, nice, nice. <laughs> you got something done today. <laughs> you uh, cleansed think, yourself. Yes. I think tomorrow's my, um, like the Sunday reset. I've been trying mm-hmm. to do that because I have not been cleaning at all i've just been <laughs> disgusting <Yeah>. i guess <laughs> there's been Doing a lot absolutely of nothing you've had a lot of other shit going on i i think you know <laughs> take take her take it easy on yourself you've got a lot going on right now it's not quite spring yet we did hit in bulk which you know blessed in bulk if you celebrate which is the holiday uh between so it's between the winter solstice and uh the equinox so it's oh, I did not spring. know there was a holiday. Yeah. So in bulk, also called St. Bridget's Day, is a Gaelic traditional festival. So it marks the beginning of uh, spring. So oh, okay. a lot of people, this is when they start like spring cleaning. That's kind of where the idea came from. At least that is what I've heard. Uh, but yeah. And it's and it's in it's in February? Yeah, it's February 2nd. Oh my gosh, that's so great. I love how many festivals 
Yes. How many festivals pagan peasants have come up with? Fuck yeah. <laughs> just just to like give these cold, stupid, dark winter days like some relief, something uh-huh. to look forward to. People that are celebrating the end of winter are my people. Or just Absolutely. celebrating for anything, even celebrating the beginning of winter. Having like any party. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Are my people. <laughs> Any party, because I am ready for 70, 80 degree weather. I'm ready for Mm. spring. I'm ready for being outside and not having it be freezing. Mm -hmm. I'm actually not wearing a sweater today because it's not fucking freezing in my house, which is amazing. Like I've been so cold lately, so very Mm -hmm. happy. I'm so happy for you. It's also when I close the door to do the podcast, it gets extra warm, Mm -hmm. Um, but still. Yeah. I'm pretty sure there's like a weird leak in my window because I always have to wear a sweater in here. Like mm-hmm. usually the steam radiators keep it pretty keep it pretty hot. Yeah. But we also I'm have wood floors with bad seal. <laughs> yes, not exactly good insulation. Sorry, this is riveting content. Um I'm <laughs> about my spring cleaning. House. Spring cleaning. Uh I love that. That's so exciting. I'm also kind of excited that you know, usually we we have a bit of a buffer of episodes built up mm. just to make it easier on all of us as far as like if we want to take a break from recording for a while or if, you know, Dustin needs some extra time for editing. Mm. Uh, we usually have a bit of an episode buffer, but it's actually kind of it's a little fun to be doing this episode so close to its actual release date of <laughs> we are speaking to you from only a couple of weeks in the past as opposed to, <laughs> you know, a month. a month and a half in the past. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, which I have been exciting. extremely busy, um, which is fine. It's all it's all been like good stuff, but just and then I think everybody's been busy. Yeah, it's a busy time of year, but yeah, um, I'm really I'm really excited for you about the stuff that you've been busy with. But <laughs> Me too. <laughs> super, just kind of keep it super vague. But the point is, this is still February, so we're still feeling the romance. We're still um, in a romantic mood. Valentine's got, Day. I've got pink sparkling wine. Yeah, you do. And you were eating some heart-shaped chocolate, which you're mm. right, does make it taste better. <laughs> it does. When it's in a bright red foil wrapper, it just tastes mm, so much better. Mm-hmm. It's it's perfect. Uh, and I think, like, I know my story that I'm reading to you t- today is very, um, it's romance-themed. Ooh. It's, it's I think it's going to be a lot of fun. It's Buckwild, very bonkers, and has a very obvious fix in I cannot wait. My opinion. But first, like so we were talking, I remember we were talking like a couple of days ago, and you introduced the you introduced the subject of like romance or you were watching romance things. Oh yeah. It's because uh so I sent Abby a, t- a TikTok with this. One. It's it was fake. It wasn't her audio actually, but it was like this. Well, it's like somebody, some guy left a woman a voicemail, and he was saying like, yes. and you have oh two days God. to call me, and if there's not something obviously mentally ill with you or whatever, it was just so creepy and like, mm-hmm. like I don't know. I was stunned and couldn't believe it was real, even though it turned out I don't. It might have been real. It just wasn't her audio. Um. Gosh, I don't know what to hope for. Like what like I I sort of hope it's not real. <laughs> right? I don't, I don't want that to be true. Especially like 
some some people prize them like pride themselves so highly and like think they're such a catch because they take like a shower every couple of days <laughs> and that like that really puts them in an elite in an elite level uh-huh. as far as their competition goes. I have a very high IQ. Oh <laughs> like, god, I you might just hate not be that. smart enough to yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Stuff like you know, it's because I love horror so much. That's why I enjoy watching those TikToks. Because <laughs> that's it's very scary. <laughs> In a less objectively creepy and frightening way, the other thing that's making me like just laugh so hard and like really <laughs> resolving me against ever dating again mm-hmm. <laughs> is I've been watching a lot of like reality television dating shows. <laughs> yeah, over the past Which ones couple years, been watching. Um, I am currently on a big married at first sight kick. Nice. Okay. At the moment. Um, it is so fun. They have seasons 10 and 11 on Netflix. And have I have I told you about this show yet? Uh-uh. I oh don't know nothing. About, I'm assuming okay. they just get they like see each other and just get married and then see it's, how it goes. It's what it says on the tin. That's exactly, that's exactly <laughs> what it is. <laughs> It's you apply to be on this show. Um, they they kind of like interview you extensively about what you're looking for in a partner. Uh-huh. Um, it's 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 in- incredibly heterosexual. So nobody no like so, every it's always a cis man and a cis woman so far. So it's like an arranged marriage type deal. Yes, it's essentially an arranged Reality marriage type deal. deal. They quiz you on what you're looking for, and then they match you up with someone who is theoretically compatible with you has it worked <laughs> i mean um yeah they like they they have like i think they have a track record of i think there there have been like 14 seasons so far mm-hmm. and oh of those 14 seasons? seasons yeah this has been going on for a long time <laughs> <laughs> just now hearing about it okay it's been going on so long apparently it's a lifetime show and i don't think either of us are traditionally lifetime people yeah yeah but it's been going for so long. For and I and I think like nine, like eight or nine couples are still together. So okay. that's honestly a better track record than I was thinking. I mean, arranged marriages aren't like have worked for a long time for a lot of people. Ab- so. Absolutely. But usually there's like a cultural component of yeah. like this being how it this being how it's done. This is the cultural component for the USA, right? <laughs> I'm assuming this is like an American. Yeah, this is. I'm, I'm watching. I'm watching the American version of Married at First Sight. So it's a bunch <laughs> What's of the other is there like couples. A, oh man, I, I'm assuming there's Married at First Sight UK. I, I haven't yeah. seen it, but I imagine. <laughs> I imagine Married at First Sight happens in a couple different countries, kind of like how there's like Love is Blind Japan and Love is Blind Brazil. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. What a, what a, what a time to be alive. What a time to be alive. But yeah, but so so then like, you know, they take you to the altar and you marry and you legally marry this person at first sight. And then like you spend eight weeks of filming together. And then at the end of the eight weeks, you decide if you want to get divorced or not. Do you think they really get married? Like for realsies? <laughs> yes, I think. Yes, I think they do. I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure they do get legally married because that's the whole premise of the show um and and like none of the stars have come forward to like debunk it in 14 years so i'm Mm -hmm. i'm pretty sure that that could 14 years (laughs) hold on wait hold on hold on hold on 
It's 2023. 14 years ago, 2009. Okay, so back in 2008, when everybody was lobbying for like, you know, gay marriage to be legal. Uh Uh-huh. That was ruining the sanctity of marriage, quote unquote. <laughs> but immediately, right As getting after two, what like getting two they were like, you strangers together, nobody funny. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of examples of how that's absolutely bullshit. But, um, but okay, <laughs> I don't know. I just, no, I know. I think that's so funny. Oh my god, I'm wrong. There's 16 seasons of this shit. <laughs> So it was happening before. Yeah. Oh gosh. Anyway. <laughs> not um, that anyway. It has not that 2008 was like the only the first time anyone has ever wanted, you know, to legally Oh sure. Be able we to had whatever the fuck they want, you know what I mean? You know what I I'm know saying. What you, I know I know what you're saying. The sanctity of marriage was ruined already. I get it. <laughs> um I just I think 2008 especially that was like I think the year yeah that was the year that i became able to vote so it was mm-hmm. right in the forefront of like my brain of like i can make a difference you know like that was oh one of the yeah voted for it was fucking awesome that was a that was a wild election to have be our very first one yeah or maybe it was we were voting um to n- not get rid of because it was vote no on prop eight in california was that it was it oh, yeah. prop eight? Oh yeah, yeah. There are still people in town with that bumper sticker on their car. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Well, the the no on eight, the no on so prop eight. Okay. Yeah, gotcha. yeah. So, well, still, it's it's okay. It's been and the yes on eight minute. bumper sticker. I do remember those though. They were like it was like you know a heterosexual couple, uh, <laughs> like <laughs> you know those little like bathroom couples, and they're holding yes. their hands up, and they have their kids, and there's like a little sun behind it. Boo! Like, yay! <laughs> 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 protect the children oh <laughs> oh my god from you their heterosexual parents who scream at each other all the time and <laughs> suck a lot who, who just met each other the first who day on a reality show <laughs> <laughs> oh my god so yeah so watching this thing has made me even more like just like oh my god there are some i know it's a reality tv show and they cast it in a certain way to make sure that like the people that are on the show are fun to watch, you uh-huh. know? So they're not exactly looking for normal people. To yeah. <laughs> to they, on want, this thing. they want Jessica <laughs> from love is blind. She was amazing. And made she that was show. so fun to watch. She really did. Watching. What a bitch. <laughs> I hope she's I doing all right out there. So dirty. I think they cut <laughs> all the like parts of her interview and made her look way worse than she probably is. Oh, 100%. But it was also <laughs> really fun to hate her. Oh yeah, totally. <laughs> I I do hope she's doing well wherever she is. I hope they're all doing well. Absolutely. <laughs> but but man, but like I'm just like I like they they Married at First Sight does the exact same thing that every other dating show always does, which is like these are some pretty driven, pretty incredible women that mm. you have married to these very nothing guys who <laughs> the bar is on the absolute floor. And if they like don't trip tale. over it, it's like a fairy tale. <laughs> <sighs> oh, I take it anyway. back. Ivan's of the Ivan verse. I'm sorry. You're not. <laughs> 
You're better than them. <laughs> You're better than them. <laughs> Fucking John, who's the best. From uh Oh, oh John. John is the best. <laughs> John the John's the best. best I would abs I would marry John if I wasn't um, already spoken for. If you haven't listened to that episode, it is a bonus episode that we released last year when we were taking a break. It's called John the Fucking Best Ever. Or mm-hmm. I am John the Fucking Best Ever. I can't remember what episode it is, but it's one of the best fairy tales ever. Yep. One of the and best John ones is like one of the best read. dudes ever. Yep. John <laughs> rocks. John sets the bar and he sets it high. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh my gosh. Um, anyway, so that's my rant about dating shows and dating in general. And for all of you that are out there still being single. Write us right in. Tell us your stories. I want to know how mm. it's going for you. Do you have a bad first date story? Because apparently I love those. <laughs> yeah, though. So, so fun. And also, if you just need if you need someone to like, evaluate your situation with clear eyes and tell you that this is not the person for you. We're we're here for this. Yeah, right in dear Abby. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Yes, please. My <laughs> dream. My dream is to is to just give people advice. I this that is, is what an, I want. An advice podcast. <laughs> oh my God. I would do one if I thought anyone give if I thought anyone gave a shit what I think <laughs> about their love life, I would absolutely want to run one of those. Okay. You can give the real advice and I'll give advice specifically based on fairy tale shit. <laughs> Awesome. Which would be the worst advice ever. Oh, um, I think if you haven't listened to the episode of Textual Attention that came out two weeks ago, um, we are guests on their show and we have uh-huh. a list of fairy tale dating rules that we go over. So <laughs> definitely make sure to go listen to that episode. And also, we haven't mentioned this either. We were on But Make It Lovely. Um, two weeks oh, ago yeah. as well, we were on three podcasts. Uh, two. Tuesdays ago. Yeah. February we made, was a big month for us. Yes. Uh, yeah. Part of the reason we were so busy, I think. Mm-hmm. And um, we made Scream, the 1996 classic. Classic. Into uh, a very gay romance. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. It was a it was a very gay musical theater rom-com. <laughs> It's and not it was scream glorious. anymore. It's sing. <laughs> it's sing. Oh God, it was so funny. And like I and and then Sequoia did something that was actually rather lovely and kind of serious and also very bonkers. Uh, so it's a it's a lo- it's a great episode. Highly recommend. It's so much fun. Yeah, you could find that on the but make it scary feed. But uh, every every Valentine's Day, Sequoia does a but make it lovely. Mm-hmm. So go check those out. All right. Are you All ready? Right. I'm ready. Um, speaking of romantic stories. Oh, goodness. Or otherwise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> I so so first of all, I wanted I am so excited that I finally have the opportunity to read you a story from the book that you sent me for Christmas. Amazing. So Kelsey sent me a book called Monstrous Tales, Stories of Strange Creatures and Fearsome Beasts from Around the World. It looks so Uh, cool. Oh my gosh. And the illustrations are so fun. I can't wait to take a picture of the one from this story and send it to you. Um, Every, all of the illustrations are by someone named Sija Hong. 
Yeah, we'll uh, we'll tag them on an Instagram post after this episode comes out because the artwork yeah. was so gorgeous. I actually, or like, as soon as I found that book, I immediately followed them on Instagram. Oh, they have an Instagram. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. Hell yeah. Oh my gosh, I absolutely have to follow them. Like their artwork is so fucking gorgeous. I know that was like the main reason I got that book. It's one of those uh, fairy and folktale books that it doesn't have like the full version of most fairy and folktales. Like it has some that we've read in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, but the artwork is so pretty and mm. I don't know, there was just so many cool ones. So we'll also link the book in our show notes as well. If you are interested in picking that up, I'm sure you can find it at bookshop.org. Oh, and by the way, when you buy books, oh. if you buy books from our links in our show notes, uh, we get a little kickback from that. Oh so. yeah. That's something yep. we should probably talk about more often. <laughs> <laughs> Go buy books from our bookshop.org links and give us more money. <laughs> you're supporting us and Thanks. you're supporting local books, um, mm-hmm. local, local bookstores. Go check out bookshop.org. They are the coolest. 100%. Couldn't agree more. <laughs> Had to get some business out of the way real No, fast. I love it. That's so, that's so great. Um, my, my, brain, my brain is on like, how do I want to introduce this story to you? Mm. But okay. So... I think I'm just going to tell you the title and the region and then what section of the book it's from because I think that's cool. Okay. So this is from the Not As They Seem section <gasps> mm, I love of it. Monstrous Tales. And the title is The Disobedient Daughter Who Married a Skull. Oh, amazing. Uh-huh. And uh, this story is from Nigeria. Mo- most, more specifically, it's uh, a story from the Efik people of Nigeria. Mm-hmm. They're one of the ethnic groups that make up, uh, that are part of the country. And they also um, have significant populations in Cameroon. Oh, that sounds so fucking cool. Okay, so I'm going to guess the skull is not evil. Okay. Because it says not as it seems. I don't know. Skull seems mm-hmm. scary. So, which is giving me um, vibes from our last one of our last Halloween stories where the little girl helps a skull, a screaming skull. Do you remember that one where it turned out I she was a princess? <laughs> I loved that story. That story was so surprising and super fun. It was so good. Oh my gosh. I love okay, where your so, head's at. Skull's not evil. I want to guess that there is an obedient daughter. It's just not her. Okay. Ooh, that's fun. I'm like, there's an obedient daughter in the story. Okay. And maybe she's being compared to. Okay, but it's not the main character. Right. And I'm also guessing she didn't want to marry. Well, no. No, my guess is she did want to marry the skull. Okay. Like she's do- she. She's marrying the skull out of spite. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> <laughs> that's, what it, that's my guess. Okay. This is the disobedient daughter who married a skull from the Efik people of Nigeria. Efiong Edem was a native of Cobham Town. He had a very fine daughter whose name was Afiong. Um, I also looked up what Afiang uh, means. It means mm-hmm. it's a it's a name that is given to a girl who was born with who was born under a full moon. <gasps> I love it. It's also really pretty. 
Yeah, Afion. Afion. I love that. Really, really pretty name. Um, and then her father's name, Efiong, is just the is just the masculine version of that name. Nice. Okay. So her name was Afiong. All the young men in the country wanted to marry her on account of her beauty, but she refused all offers of marriage in spite of repeated entreaties from her parents, as she was very vain and said she would only marry the best-looking man in the country, who would have to be young and strong and capable of loving her properly. Which, honestly, that sounds fair. She fucking knows her worth. She's not on hinge dealing with all these... (laughs) Yes, yes, 100%. garbage men. I love it. (laughs) Prove you're worthy and I'll consider it. Uh-huh. And be hot. <laughs> I mean, it's- Not asking for a lot here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, most of the men her parents wanted her to marry, although they were rich, were old men and ugly ones. So the girl <laughs> continued to disobey her parents, at which they were very much grieved. Hmm. I Find mean, her she, someone young and rich. If you're not going to be an advocate for yourself, like nobody else is going to be an advocate for you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Advocate for yourself. <laughs> the skull who lived in the spirit land heard of the beauty of this Calabar virgin and thought he would like to possess her. So he went amongst his friends and borrowed different parts of the body from them. All the best. Oh my gosh. Borrowed. Yeah. <laughs> He's planning on giving him back? Yeah, you'll see. Oh, I love this so much. From one, he got a good head. Another lent him a body. A third gave him strong arms. And a fourth lent him a fine pair of legs. Mm-hmm. At last, he was complete and was a very perfect specimen of manhood. Yeah, he was. I fucking love this so far. <laughs> Who would you who would you cast to play this perfect man? Oh my god. Mm. I feel like this and this could just be because I've been seeing like Ant-Man Quantumania uh trailers everywhere, but right now Jonathan Majors would be a very strong contender. Jonathan, hold on one second. I have to look I think that that's up his name, is. Jonathan Majors. He was also in Lovecraft Country. Oh nice. Oh my god. That would he's be so he's so fucking handsome. I immediately went to Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> Oh, Michael B. Jordan would be another fantastic choice. Either one of them. Mm-hmm. I think both both of them are super beautiful. And also, like, Jonathan Majors is crazy ripped in Quantum Mania, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> <sighs> oh, my God. But yes, either one of those men would absolutely, I think, be a perfect, a perfect choice. I love how this is like kind of creepy, but also it's very, I don't know, it's very sexy. I'm excited about it. Mm-hmm. I don't have a good feeling about the ending because it's a fairy tale, but you know, maybe this is the fix. Maybe this is the very obvious fix. Maybe it's You'll my see. very obvious. <laughs> You'll see. <laughs> You'll see. Okay, we're going. We're, we're moving along. So, like Jonathan Majors and or slash Michael B. Jordan, perfect specimen of manhood. And that is what this skull looks like now. He then left the spirit land and went to Cobham Market, where he saw Afiong and admired her very much. About this time, Afiong heard that a very fine man had been seen in the market who was better looking than any of the native men. Mm-hmm. She therefore went to the market at once and directly saw the skull in his borrowed beauty, and she fell in love with him and invited him to her house. Yeah, she did. 
She's yeah, like, she mm-hmm. did. There he is. She's like, that's the one. <laughs> she swiped right. Right. I, she swiped works? right so hard <laughs> on this guy. <laughs> this is so relevant to this fairy tale. I love it. Uh huh. <laughs> I'm glad you made us save that conversation. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> the skull was delighted and went home with her and on his arrival was introduced by the girl to her parents and immediately asked their consent to marry their daughter. At first, they refused as they did not wish her to marry a stranger, but at last they agreed. This is not married at first sight, apparently. Okay. <laughs> he lived with Afiong for two days in her parents' house and then said he wished to take his wife back to his country, which was far off. To this, the girl readily agreed, as he was such a fine man, but her... (laughs) Catfishing. (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) He really is. He's a skull from the spirit world. (laughs) I know. I feel like he... uh, Yeah, I don't know. I love it because she's being shallow, so he's tricking her. Yeah, I know. She's being so shallow. (laughs) (laughs) But I also hate that he's catfishing. I don't know. I'm very torn because... They're both they're both not being super great. They everyone's each other, maybe. It's an everyone's behaving badly sort of story. Yes. <laughs> Those are always so much fun. Yes. So he's super hot and she's still very much in lust with him. So she's like, yeah, that's fine. I'll move with you back to your country. Uh-oh. Back into the spirit world. Just get in this hole. <laughs> get in the hole. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, She readily agrees because he's super hot, but her parents are trying to persuade her not to go. However, being very headstrong, she made her mind up to go, and they started off together. After they had been gone a few days, the father consulted his juju man, who very soon discovered that his daughter's husband belonged to the spirit land, and that she would surely be killed. They therefore all mourned her as dead. Oh, they just mourned. They're just like, well, she's gone. Yeah, like, well... The wizard says that she's probably dead by now. <laughs> we need the mother from Lou Bobo in here. We do. Where is Waving she? Around. <laughs> Get her over here because she does not take that for an answer. She just, she goes and she gets what's hers. Huh? I miss her. The best fairy tale mom we've ever come across for she's sure. Phenomenal. After walking for several days, Afiang and the Skull crossed the border between the spirit land and human country. Directly after they set foot in the spirit land, one man came to the Skull and demanded his legs, then another his head, and the next his body, and so on, until in a few minutes, the Skull was left by itself in all of its natural ugliness. Aww. Michael B. Jordan is gone. It's just... (laughs) (laughs) I I knew I should have... I know I should have predicted that she didn't want to marry a skull. Dang it. <laughs> I have zero points for sure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, argue, like, I think there's, there is a possible argument to be made that like, she did want to, she wanted to marry the skull. She just didn't know. She just didn't know it was a skull. Yeah. But she didn't well, want to marry him until no, she just, yeah, she just wanted to marry a super hottie. She wanted to marry a mega hottie um, <laughs> who happened to beat the skull in his borrowed beauty. You know, maybe beauty is skin deep. Maybe this is yeah. a lesson she's going to learn. Yeah. Um, oh, 100%. <laughs> <laughs> she's going to, she's, 
Afyong's Afyong is still going to love him. That's what I want. At this, the girl was very frightened and wanted to return home, but the skull would not allow this and ordered her to go with him. When they arrived at the skull's house, they found his mother, who was a very old woman, quite incapable of doing any work, who could only creep about. <laughs> Which I think is such a fun turn of phrase. <laughs> that is funny. Afyong tried her best to help her and cooked her food and brought water and firewood for the old woman. She was very grateful for these attentions and soon became quite fond of Afyong. One day, the old woman told Afyong that she was very sorry for her, but all the people in the spirit land were cannibals. And when they heard there was a human being in their country, they would come (laughs) down and kill her and eat her. Amazing. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I love this story. (laughs) Helpful Mm -hmm. mother-in-laws, I guess. Yeah, yeah. This is this would definitely be her mother-in-law. So good. I love that. Like, you are such a sweet girl. I am so sorry that you're here because everyone else are cannibals. <laughs> They're going to come eat you pretty soon. <laughs> yeah. The skull's mother then hid Afyong, and as she had looked after her so well, she promised she would send her back to her country as soon as possible, providing that she promised for the future to obey her parents. Ah, uh, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> This is this is the this is the part where it's like where I was like, ooh, women helping women. I love it. And then, oh no, you have to let like, your parents marry you off to a Yeah, you should have settled for those old rich dudes. Yeah. But, you know, considering her current situation and the where her <laughs> choices have led her, uh Afyong readily consented <laughs> to yeah, do so. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Then the old woman sent for the spider, who was a very clever hairdresser, and made him dress Afyong's hair in the latest fashion. Fuck she yeah. also, I know it's fucking awesome. She Humble also spiders. presented herself. I know, like spiders who are good weavers, they're good at doing hair. Fuck yeah, of course they would be. I love it. She also presented her with anklets and other things on account of her kindness. She then made a juju and called the winds to come and convey Afyong to her home. At first, a violent tornado came with thunder, lightning, and rain, but the skull's mother sent him away as unsuitable. The next wind to come was a gentle breeze, so she told the breeze to carry Afyong to her mother's house and said goodbye to her. Very soon afterwards, the breeze deposited Afyong outside her home and left her there. When the parents saw their daughter, they were very glad, as they had for some months given her up as lost. Yeah, the f- immediately give it yeah. up. They're like, well, they she's even dead. like, maybe we can catch her. Maybe we can catch her. <laughs> oh, nope. well, she's dead. And she's dead. That's too bad. <laughs> <laughs> the father spread soft animal skins on the ground from where his daughter was standing all the way to the house so that her feet should not be soiled. Afyong then walked to the house and her father called all the young girls who belonged to Afyong's company to come and dance. And the feasting and dancing was kept up for eight days and nights. Nice. Yeah. Oh, they're all, I mean, day. so they're really happy. She's not dead. Like they're yeah. eight. They days have worth an eight party. day party. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. I want an eight day party. That sounds as long as I could have lots of naps. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't, it couldn't be constant partying. It couldn't be constant partying. <laughs> They're really dedicated. When, yes. <laughs> <laughs> They're really happy. When the rejoicing was over, the father reported what had happened to the head chief of the town. The chief then passed a law that parents should never allow their daughters to marry strangers who came from a far country. 
Oh no! That sounds. Oh no! That is illegal now. That sounds like a very fairy tale king thing to do. <laughs> like this, this, this king is just basically just kind of, just kind of like, okay, well, that's the it, one one time it have one time a bad thing happened, and it's 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 done. It's over. We're gonna eat him into the river. <laughs> Then the father told his daughter to marry a friend of his, and she willingly consented and lived with him for many years and had many children. The end. Yay! Yay. (laughs) Wow. Well, obviously, I knew it was going to go that way. I was hoping it wouldn't because I really loved the skull. I was hoping the skull took her into the underworld and just had a really great personality, and then she just ended up really loving him and wanting to stay. And then maybe out of fairy tale magic, he gets a fucking body and gets to come live with her and her parents get to know she's not dead. I don't know. Something like that. I do like <laughs> that. I think that I think that's a great uh, a great possible fix for the story. Another possible fix for the story that I that I like is, you know, everything happens pretty much the same, um, except at the end. It's not that she meekly accepts marrying one of her dad's friends. And it's more like yes. she's learned She's she's just learned to be more discerning about who she about who she like maybe she she actually does reconsider maybe some of the other village boys or yeah. something. If I were making this into a movie, I would want to be like she initially is like this guy she really likes but she's like he's just not hot enough for me. Yes, yeah. You know, and then he's like trying to save her and the and the mother-in-law also is trying to save her and then like mm-hmm. and there's you know, they meet up and fall and she's like, I, I don't know. I should, I don't know. Well, yeah, kind of like a 13 <laughs> going on 30 sort of situation. Yeah, where, yeah, exactly. Where it's like her dorky best friend that she doesn't really consider for her. But then like she goes and she has an experience that she comes back and she realizes that like inner beauty is also important. He was a skater boy. She said, she see, see you later, boy. boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the vibes I get, except it's a happy ending. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so so that I think ultimately that's my fix more than this more than like her continuing to live with the skull because the yeah. underworld does sound like the the spirit world does sound like a very uncomfortable place from from mortal humans. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I, I just love that. I love her marrying a skull. It's very fun for me, but it is very fun. I like I do I do like it. Like I would not be upset if that was the ending of the story, but I think <laughs> I think it's I think it makes it a nicer romantic story if she comes Definitely. home and she's learned a lesson about inner beauty. Yeah. Um and learns that like she needs to make sure that the partner she chooses is a good person and not just a hot person. Yes. Yeah, for sure. I, I don't I don't like that the lesson that she learns in the original story is like I should have just married my dad's old rich friend like he wanted. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I I can see how that's like a, you know, a, a, like a folktale that you tell your kids to mm-hmm. get them to be like, "Oh, I'm scared of any strangers." Yeah. I mean, well, like and speaking of like kind of like arranged arranged marriage, like that's <laughs> kind of a more typical form of it, which is like Yeah. Like, hey, I found I felt like, hey, girl, I found you some I found you some real security. This this guy is rich and will take good care of you. Yeah. Th- you may thank me now. 
I know. It's so eerily relevant. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I'm so excited. I I love I love that story. I love this whole book. I can't wait to read you every single story in this book. I already have read you one of the stories. My Lord Bag of Rice is in here. I saw that. Oh my gosh, the artwork for that one is so good too. Oh I God, think it's, it's the so giant good. centipede. Mm-hmm. I'll take a I'll take a picture of it and and we can put it up on the Instagram so that people can see it. Yeah, go if you are a listener and you haven't checked out our Instagram, don't feel like you have to follow us, but definitely go on there and check out some of the cool fucking art that goes with these stories. Mm-hmm. Um, I always post them like a couple days, sometimes maybe a week if I'm really lazy um, <laughs> after the episode <laughs> comes out. But I just love the artwork that comes with these so much. And so, so many people have different like styles and I don't mm-hmm. know, it's, just, it's the coolest. So much good art. My story is a hard, like, left from this. I wasn't. Hell yeah. I'm excited. It's Valentine's Day is coming. Gone. My brain isn't there anymore. I spent all the romance I had coming up with that Scream movie to make Scream into a romantic comedy. (laughs) I I used up all my romantic brain power for that. Uh, I I love it. I got a new book. Oh, I actually bought I actually bought this book when I got your book. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Oh my god. Um, because it's it? a book I've wanted for a while and it has not been uh, available at my local Barnes and Noble. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's African folk tales oh, uh, from the Pantheon hey. Fairy Tale and Folklore Library. Awesome. Okay. Oh, I love it. We're both doing we're both doing African folk tales today. So I also wanted to give uh, just a really quick shout out to a really great podcast if you want more African folktale stories. There's a podcast called Afro Tales Podcast, and it is really fun. So he tells you a folktale, like a, a, a African folktale, and then he also does like a he, – he always does like a recipe afterwards. Oh, that's so fun. Yeah, yeah. And oh my gosh, they sound amazing. So he'll like go on and tell the folktale and then he pairs it with um, like a African dish. Mm. So definitely go check that out. I really love him. Um, yeah. <laughs> what was it called again? Afro Tales Podcast. Afro Tales Podcast. Okay. Yeah. I've been wanting to awesome. shout them out for a while and I, we just haven't yet because we don't do a ton of African folktales. Which we should but- definitely do more because they're so fun. Part of the reason I bought this book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, and yeah, but I also wanted, you know, obviously they're not our tales to tell. So I definitely think you should check out Afro Tales podcast if you want to hear mm-hmm. it from like an actual African person. person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, I love that we're both doing African folk tales. I know. But it is, uh, I mean, you know, it's still February. So it's still a uh, Black History Month, too. Hell yes, it is. We uh, did not plan that at all. No, we didn't. I feel like that happens a lot, though. I'd be like, hey, I finally brought my uh, Russian book out. You're like, so did I. So did I. We're just, you and I just have a craving for a certain vibe every once in a while. And we're just on the same wavelength about it. I think so. Okay. So basically, I bought this book. I am super stoked to read a couple of short stories from it. Uh, The first one is Friends for a Time. Oh, and they do come in sections. Let me tell you the section of the story. Ooh, yes, please. So this story is called Friends for a Time. 
and it is from the Karachi people in Ghana. Ooh. According to the book. And um, it is from the section Tales of Trickster and Other Ridiculous Creatures. Tales oh, yes. to Entertain. Oh, trickster story. <laughs> Fuck yes. <laughs> I'm just going to preface that with I don't know if I would call this a trickster story. So I wouldn't lie. I wouldn't rely on that too much. Oh, okay. That's that's quite a hint, and I appreciate you. I would say more, um, and other ridic- ridiculous creatures, tales to entertain. Okay. What was the title again? It's called Friends for a Time. Friends for a Time. Okay. And if I have to know it, so do you. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, prediction one, this is going to be a story about the unlikely friendship of a human man Mm -hmm. and some kind of, like, pest creature. Okay, human man and pest creature. (laughs) I love it. Now all I can think about is, like, trickster trickster shit. Uh, (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) The... Human is going to learn a valuable lesson at the end of the story. Okay. Alternatively, this is my third prediction. The story just kind of trails off. Story (laughs) trails off. (laughs) And just kind of a, you know, and then blah, blah, blah happened. And then then it was over. (laughs) Not a bad prediction. A lot of the stories, um, I was telling Abby, I think right before we started recording, a lot of the stories in this book, they're fun, but they also kind of are nothing. It reminds me a lot of the Russian uh, Pantheon book. Mm -hmm. I'm just, maybe I'm wondering if the Pantheon books aren't the way to go. I've also been probably not great. (laughs) I'm keeping my eye out for the uh, Korean fairy and folk tales. Mm-hmm. Pantheon book. I really, really want that one. Oh my god, Korean Korean fairy tales are so fun. Like, honestly, my favorites. But I'm wondering if the Pantheon. It's such a big book. I'm wondering if they just condense it so much, you know, to try to squeeze as many stories in there as possible. Yeah, because a lot yeah. of these are really short. So this mm-hmm. one's pretty short. So I'm going to read you two. But I'm going to go ahead and get started with this one. Friends for a time. A certain hunter no longer wanted to live in his own village, but decided to make a little home for himself in the far bush. He searched for a nice place and there built a small house made of a little farm of yams and cassava. Hmm. Cassava? 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 Cassava. That sounds right. Yeah. I don't know if I am right, but that just, that sounds right. I think it's a fruit. Yeah. Cassava is a root vegetable. Oh, it, okay. it looks like a yam or sweet potato. Oh, it's not even spelled the way I thought. <laughs> I thought it was spelled with a K. All right, cool. But that's not important, though. <laughs> the important part is that he lost his gun and was unable to get any meat. So he was eating a lot of potatoes. One day, he returned to his house, and there he found a young lion who said to him, <gasps> Ooh. My friend, I have come to see you. This is my country, but I like you, and we too sh- will share this house. Oh, I love it. The lion just tells him, I'm moving in. Yeah, by the and way, what are you going to do? Are you going to tell the lion, no? You-, <laughs> <laughs> you lost your gun. <laughs> you cannot. Well, that then, I mean, does a lion count as a pest creature? 
No, definitely not. <laughs> Damn it. I should have I should have just left it at unlikely friendship with an yes. animal. Yes. Damn it. <laughs> a lion is a majestic creature. Yeah. Who wouldn't want to be friends with a lion? I mean, it seems like this one is potentially going to be a pest if it's just showing up and saying, I live here now. <laughs> we'll see. Okay. Like I said, if I have to know the story, so do you. Oh, geez. <laughs> one day, uh, the man returned to his house. Oh, sorry. Hold on. I already read that. The man did not mind at all and agreed that the lion should live with him, which okay. is so cute. Now, every day, the man went out and looked at his farm and watched the crop growing, while the lion went away into the bush and killed meat, which he brought back and shared with the man because he's the best roommate ever. Okay. This is great. Thus, they became fast friends. Of course. This is perfect. What if he's on our side? (laughs) (laughs) But one day, the lion said to his friend, You told me you were a hunter, and yet all this time that we've been together, it is I, not you, who have killed our meat. I love that they are having a very traditional roommate (laughs) altercation, which is someone feels like they are not like, I feel like I'm doing most of the chores. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Then the man told the lion that men killed with their guns, and the lion said nothing. I'm imagining the lion actually rolled his eyes super hard, like, ugh. (laughs) never takes any responsibility you wanted to be his roommate though so also (laughs) so the lion set forth and came near the dwelling places of man one day he saw a band of men come out to a farm and all begin to hoe the field together first though they had set their guns against a tree so the lion rose up and went to the tree and took away one of the guns with all the little bags of powder and medicine attached to it. These he carried home and gave them to his friend, the man. The hunter went nice. out every day and killed meat until they were both tired of it. Then the man said that it was now time for him to leave the bush and return to the villages of men. Huh. Which okay. It's a little sad, but, you know, he's probably yeah. like ready to settle down and... I guess. But, like, you already have the coolest roommate in the world. He stole some guns for you. (laughs) Yeah, who stole some guns for you. And, like, that's dangerous. That is so dangerous for a lion to do. He was so sick of getting all the meat that he he went out to, like, steal guns (laughs) for his roommate. (laughs) Now you have no excuse. Now you have no excuse. You have to go do it yourself. (laughs) Uh, The lion said he was sorry, but that the man knew best and that he, the lion, would never forget him and would remain his friend so long as he never told other men that he had a lion as a friend. (laughs) Oh, he's going to go tell all the other men, isn't he? You can't tell people that we were buds. (laughs) It wouldn't make me look good. All of my friends will make fun of me if they know that I was like, that I had to rely on a human for company. Mm Mm-hmm. Aww. The man promised and left the bush and settled in a village where he married and had many children. So good for him. Good for him. Yeah. (laughs) One day, the lion, remembering his friend, decided to visit him to find out if the man was still faithful to their friendship. He came down to the man's farm and hid himself near some rocks, pretending that he was asleep. When one of the man's youngest children found the lion, he told his father to come quick and kill it. Then the man went... I know. I'm so nervous for this lion. Then don't the make man that face. To- 
<laughs> if I have to know this story, I so do you. <laughs> then the man went to see oh. and he looked and he remembered and said, maybe it is my friend. I will not take its skin. The lion got up and thanked his friend and said that now he knew truly that the man was his friend and that he could go to the and that he could go back to the bush happy. Okay. So not long afterwards, the lion again wished to visit his friend to show him his eldest son. Oh, so he took oh the no. lion cub with him to the farm and again Ooh. hid himself pretending to be asleep. But this time he did so in a different place. And the cub was told to keep away, but to watch how his father's friend was a good man. When the man and his children came to the farm, one of the boys saw the lion and told his father that there was meat lying there. The man then took his gun, went to the spot, and thinking that the lion was not his friend, since he had chosen a different place to hide himself in, shot the lion and Why would you think that? Any lion is just hanging out by your house. Like, it's- why would you assume? Yeah, I agree. Why would you assume? That's I ass- probably your buddy. Also, why do you are not you know killing- what your lion friend looks like either? Do you think all lions look the same? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and why are you just killing lions? Like, jeez. Oh my god. Oh my god! And his his cub is in the trees. Uh, oh my no. god! It's such a it's a Simba and Mufasa situation, and I <laughs> that I'm cub sorry. is gonna run away. Yup. Oh then he saw that it was his friend, and he began to weep. Yeah, yeah, which he should, as you should. You killed your friend. <laughs> Gun happy, trigger happy, bastard. Seriously, but the lion's child who had watched his father killed, was angry. Yeah. He swore that from that day onward, he and all other lions would never again look on the face of hunters with pleasure, and that they would kill them whenever they had the chance. Good. And that is why, that to this day, <laughs> hunters and lions hate each other. Oh, end. I love that. This What an interesting, that's a very interesting, like, this is why humans and lions aren't friends. <laughs> No, origin sad? story. That's super sad. That is I super love sad. that story so much until I hated it. Yeah. Um, I'm very upset. I have a very, I mean, you know, we have an obvious fix for this story, probably, which is yes. that, lo- you know, look before you shoot, ask yeah. some questions first, maybe learn to tell your best friend lion apart from other lions. Also, if the lion is pretend, okay, here's my thing: is that the lion is just sleeping there, like just sleeping and not doing anything. Do you yeah. really have to just kill it? Like, which if which if you do, why are lions and humans friends at all anyway? If like <laughs> you're prone to just killing lions that you see, <sighs> maybe it was a bad year. It was a bad year on the farm, maybe, and like his kids are hungry. I don't know. I guess I'm making excuses for him. The the second revenge story of the little cub. Heck, yeah, (laughs) killing one of his sons. I don't know. That's maybe really down with all humans. (laughs) (laughs) This should be a lion's world. Friends for a time until one gets murdered by yeah by the other one because he just wasn't paying attention. Yeah, that story oh. made me super sad. I oh. loved it at first, and then yeah, so sorry. 
we have the re like the reason why all of us don't have a lion companion is this man's fault, and I will never <laughs> not be mad about it. <laughs> <laughs> I know I would have fixed it by they just stay friends, but I guess I don't know that would change the entire ending of the story. Yeah. Well, yeah, and the entire course of human history. Yeah. So the rest of uh the story for my so my fix is like the rest of the story is all about how the other the lion cub gets revenge, basically. Okay. By killing one of his sons, I think that's only fair. So we just start a blood feud between this family of lions and this family of humans. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That's, I don't know. That's definitely not my fix. My fix is he does not kill his friend. And then each of his children makes friends with each of the lion's children. And then it's just like this super rad family who lives in this village and they all have lion best friends. (gasps) I love, that's what I, that's what I prefer for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's way better. Um, oh, it made me so sad. That's such a bummer. So, I know. That's why I was like, if I have to read this, so does Abby. You know, sometimes yeah. it can't always be the nice ones. <laughs> that is there are a lot of really sad what our podcast is about. <laughs> <laughs> and they and only some of them lived happily ever after. <laughs> <laughs> true, 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 true. Oh man, it's this guy and Susan that are just out here ruining everything for the rest of us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Susan, I'm not even ready to talk about that yet. <laughs> All right. Um, so this next oh, story. Okay. <laughs> maybe a bit of a palate cleanser is called the leopard woman. Are there dead leopards in it? Because I don't, (laughs) I don't want to. (laughs) Um, okay. So (laughs) leopard woman is from Liberia. Okay. (laughs) And it is from the section. Hold on. (laughs) Other dead lovers in this one, you know. I honestly don't remember at this point. Okay, um, no more dead big cats. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this one is from a di- from a different section. This is called stories to discuss and even argue about. Ooh, that's fun. That's a great title for a section. Oh hell yeah! Okay, oh, it's really short. It's like one page, so I'm just gonna give you one prediction for this. Okay. That's good because I can't I can't really think of any for the leopard oh. woman and it's supposed to be something I argue about. Yeah, you're let's see, you're you got did the did the human learn a valuable lesson? It didn't really say. I, I hope don't he think did. so. <laughs> I mean, I would I would hope he learns like not to shoot first and ask questions later. Yeah, but really. Um but that but that that was not explicitly in the story. Yeah. So this is so, your redemption point time. My redemption point. <laughs> <laughs> um uh, I think the leopard woman is a witch. <gasps> I love it. Yep. Leopard woman That's is my a prediction. witch. It's okay. what I want. I want the leopard woman to be some kind of like magic user. That's what we deserve. It is what we deserve. After especially <laughs> you said palate cleanser, give me a witch. Give it. I deserve it. I deserve a witch. (laughs) 
<laughs> I'll do my best. Okay. <laughs> the Leopard Woman. A man and woman were once making a hard journey through the bush. The woman had her baby strapped upon her back as she walked along the rough path overgrown with vines and shrubbery. They had nothing to eat with them, and as they traveled on, they became very hungry. Suddenly, emerging from the heavily wooded forest into a grassy plain, they came upon a herd of bush cows grazing quietly. Hmm. The man said to the woman, You have the power of transforming yourself into whatever Fuck you like. Yeah! <laughs> yes! Oh, Changed- I love that. <laughs> I like that he's just telling her this. He's like, You can turn into a leopard. <laughs> Do it. (laughs) You go take care of that. Well, you know, when you're the one that can turn into a leopard, that is your job. Okay, that's fair. (laughs) He's a weak, stupid human man and cannot turn into a leopard. (laughs) (laughs) Men don't know what they're missing, really. All women can turn into a leopard. All women can turn into some kind of big cat. Change now into a leopard and capture one of the bush cows that I may have something to eat and not perish. Change into a leopard and kill him. (laughs) (laughs) The woman looked at the man significantly and said, Do you really mean what you ask or are you joking? I mean it, said the man, for he was very hungry. Oh, yeah. So I don't feel like He's she gonna learn knew. a fucking lesson. I don't think she knew that she could turn into oh. a leopard. <laughs> <laughs> like he literally is informing her. Like, because I thought he was just mansplaining to her, like, that, <laughs> about her own powers. Oh, okay. Okay, so she genuinely might not have known that she can turn into a leopard. I feel like she was like, wow, okay. Okay. And <laughs> I can. Let's read the rest. Okay. So the woman untied the baby from her back and put it upon the ground. Hair began growing on her neck and body. She Ooh. dropped her loincloth. A change came over her face. Her hands and feet turned into claws. Some and Animorphs shit right now. I know. It's so good. I love that. I love so um, good. I love the imagery of like it being painful to change. Yeah. Well, it's very like an American werewolf in London. I, I, like, I'm always thinking about Blood and Chocolate. It's a oh, werewolf yeah. book that I grew up yeah. reading. It's one of my favorites. Go read Blood and Chocolate. I'll I'll actually attach that to the show notes too. Um, it's a werewolf like teen romance novel, but it's so good. So in a few moments... A wild leopard was standing before the man, staring at him with fiery eyes. The poor man was frightened nearly to death and clambered up a tree for protection and That's just right. la- left his baby on the ground, apparently. Oh, what a shitbag. <laughs> Boo. Boo. <laughs> when he was nearly to the top, he saw that the poor little baby was almost within the reach of the leopard's jaws, but he was so afraid that he couldn't make himself come down to rescue it. It rescue them. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, good, good fix. When the leopard saw that she already had the man good and frightened and full of terror, she ran away to the flock of cattle to do for him as he had asked her to do. Capturing a large young heifer, she dragged it back to the foot of the tree. The man, who was still as far up in its top as he could go, cried out, piteously begged the leopard to transform herself back into a woman. Uh huh. 
Slowly, the hair receded and the claws disappeared until finally a woman stood before the man once more. But so frightened was he still that he could not come down until he saw her take up her clothes and tie her baby to her back. Then she said to him, never ask a woman to do a man's work again. (laughs) Fuck yeah! Yes! Oh, I love that. That's so fun. (laughs) (laughs) Women must care for the farms, raise breadstuffs, fish, etc. But it is a man's work to do the hunting and bring the meat for the family. The end. (laughs) The end. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Say it again. (laughs) (laughs) She's just like so pissed she actually does it. You cannot ask me to do all the fucking goddamn work around here. Uh, I thought that one was so fun. I love her. That story is so good. And also, like, I just can um, I can just picture the the genesis of that story is <laughs> yeah. like the, the genesis of that story is women getting super fucking frustrated and being the only ones that are doing any fucking work around here. Uh-huh. Like, if you don't do your goddamn job, I will turn into a leopard. And I will just take care of all of it myself and then kill you. <laughs> What's the point of you if I have to turn into a leopard to get the food? Like <laughs> I love it so much. Oh, um, that's great. I don't I don't love the whole like a man's work, but like I but I also get where she's coming from. Like <laughs> yeah, you know what like I mean? If, like if if that's how if that's how work is traditionally split in in your yeah. culture then then absolutely i'm 100% on her side oh yeah like, no you can tell it's that's not like that's just like kind of a modern like yeah yeah take absolutely. on it is like you know hunting it could be anybody's job really but i do love the fact that she's so pissed she's just like 100% never ask me to do your fucking job again absolutely cuz the thing is it's like yes she's perfectly capable of doing the hunting she can do it it's 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 Clearly. not that she she can turn into a fucking leopard and and take <laughs> care of business but it, but the point is is that that's not my fucking job uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh oh i love it i thought that was so much fun i'm glad you liked it oh i love that story no fixes actually <laughs> Yeah, me I'll, neither. Really, maybe just like a little bit of the wording, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe a little bit of the wording. Your job instead of a man's job. <laughs> Never must do your fucking job. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Like the only thing I would change is like yeah, like a uh, traditional gender roles. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but so uh, but beyond that, no fixes for that one. That's a flawless story. I agree. Like, and I and I and that makes me wonder like if what she meant instead of like, oh, what do you like, oh, I can turn into a leopard? I had no idea. I think it's more like, what do you what? Excuse me, what you are wa- you asking? Excuse me? Do you want to sure run that one this? by me again? Like <laughs> <laughs> I 
was wondering because I when I read it, I wasn't totally sure like how that was coming across because I was like, uh-huh. does she not know she can turn into a leopard? He's oh. just like, hey, guess what? Did you know you could do this? And she's like, holy shit. So he was. So that's another reason why I love this story. He was mansplaining. He was like, did you know? <laughs> did you, like, hey, you can do this thing. So you should do this for me. And she's like, oh, I already go. I already do everything else around here. I I know I can. Uh huh. Yeah. I'm aware. I like, but that's like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm only busy carrying our baby through the fucking woods. Like, Mm -hmm. and he just leaves the baby on the ground. What a useless man. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) I think the section it's in the, you know, to discuss and argue or even argue about. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. (laughs) Although, what's to argue about? I can see people arguing a lot about this. Me too. I can. I I know we agree, but (laughs) I can see people arguing about it. But like, I think those people who would take the opposite side are um, wrong, which I guess is why it's something to argue about. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Don't be a pathetic loser and we won't have a problem. Perfect. (laughs) Oh, I love it. I feel like this episode really had a theme. You know what? I really, uh, I feel like you did get that at one point because she's obviously a witch. Yeah. I mean, clearly. Yeah. I feel, I mean, but in like uh, the special way that all women, <laughs> that all women are. <laughs> yeah. It still counts. Perfect. Still, thank you. I appreciate it. Um, so we each, we each, we each got away with one point. No, I didn't get any points. Really? Because I feel like it counts. Like that she. I said, wait, what, what was the. That she wanted, that she wanted, that she wanted to marry the skull. She didn't know he was a skull, but oh, she did. Really, want, you were going to give me that point. I was going to give you that one. Yeah. No, I also put marrying the skull out of spite because I I changed it to be like she's marrying the skull out of spite to like her parents for being like that's how she was being disobedient. Eh. You're very kind, though. I think it still counts. <laughs> But <laughs> you want to, you know what? If you don't give me a point, I want to put that on there. Give it, take, take um, a point. one point. I think you deserve it. Thank you. So I think uh, that that w- that were those were three pretty perfect stories that had oh, yeah. some fantastically relevant themes for this time of year. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and we're gonna we're gonna rest on our laurels and end the show now. So thank you very much, everyone, for listening to Fairy Tale Fix. If you enjoy the show, which obviously you do since you listened this long, please subscribe and leave us a review on Apple uh, or anywhere else that they will let you do it. You can also leave us like five stars on Spotify. You can go on Google and leave us a Google review. You can leave us five stars on Facebook. We have one five star review on Facebook, which is very nice. Go leave us reviews on Facebook. Do that. (laughs) If you also want to support us in other ways and you have a little extra money, you can get extra episodes, merch books, and other bonus content at our Patreon by signing up at fairytalefix.cash for about what you'd pay for a latte a month. You get a lot of of bonus episodes for $6. So go check that out. Yeah, I think we've got like, what, 19 or something now? Mm Mm-hmm. At this point. 18. It'll be 18, 18 when this episode comes out. Yes. Oh, but we also have the very first episode we've ever done. So technically it is 19. Technically 19. 
because we've never repeated those stories and mm-hmm. we will and we will not. So 19, get 19 bonus <laughs> episodes. 19 uh, whole hours of us talking. Plus a little more because we go long, baby. <laughs> you can also find us on Twitter and Instagram at Fairytale Fix Pod if you still haven't had enough, enough of us talking. But, you know, like Kelsey mentioned, she finds incredible art to go with our stories every week. So go check out our Instagram page in particular. And also email us your favorite fairy tales, folklore, nursery rhymes, and other such things. Oh, uh, dating stories. That's that's our new thing. That's what we want now. <laughs> dating dating stories and or requests for advice from two people who have no business giving advice to anybody. But we'll do it anyway <laughs> if you want. You can send us messages at info at fairytalefixpod.com. And so Afiong having gone to the spirit world with all of the cannibal spirits and met a really awesome granny who helped her get back to her family, learned that in addition to searching for someone you were attracted to, to marry, you should also be looking for someone who is a good person and not a skull pretending to be Michael B. Jordan. (laughs) (laughs) And she married a nice boy from her village and they had many children. Or not, depending on what she wanted. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And the rest of the story was about the lion cub getting horrible revenge on the man by killing one of his sons and how their feud still goes on today. At least that was my fix. (laughs) (laughs) And the leper woman said, never ask me to do your fucking job again. Fuck yeah. And they all lived (laughs) happily ever ever after. after. Except the The lions. I guess. Except for the lions. <laughs> the end. 